your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan in the house. And we are going to be discussing this avalanche shootout victory, 4-3 to three, over the Minnesota Wild, the rival Minnesota Wild. And uh, yeah, if you didn't catch the beginning of the uh, the YouTube stream, I, I, I kind of stated in that, like, I kind of forget my hatred for them until we play them again and yeah. now it you know now that we play them and in that fashion mm-hmm. so we'll talk about it all we'll break it all down uh but the yeah, as we get the win but first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day that is always appreciated follow the show on social media outlets lopn underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when any new episode goes live. So, like we said, Avalanche win it 4-3. to three. Another shootout victory. So, mm-hmm. the Avs, and Nathan McKinnon said it after the game. said, you know, we, we've been blowing teams away. And now we're kind of in these tight games. And they, they're winning those ones as well. Mm-hmm. That it honestly, I know from maybe from a fan perspective, your your anxiety gets like pinned, but that is what the playoffs are. You're yeah. not gonna get a lot of blowouts in the playoffs. So you want to have some of these games and against teams like Minnesota. I get it when they have games like that against Seattle, when they have games like that against Arizona. You can be rolling your eyes and saying, like, you know, why are we playing down to their level? But Minnesota's gonna play you tough. Mm-hmm. And when you can battle and when you can you take them to overtime, yes, I know overtime is different in the playoffs, but you get the extra point, you can always look back on that and say, like, we we've been in these games yeah. and we've come out on top. It was the Arizona series. I think they played Toronto right before they played us. And they beat mm-hmm. Toronto. And everybody was talking about, wow, what's Arizona doing? And then we played two and won two. The Avalanche are in a spot right now where it doesn't matter who, even if we're playing down, we're getting those gritty wins. And you saw that against Minnesota. It's a top caliber team. They're never out of it. And that's a really good feeling to have. And this is our 14th straight home win. And like the Avalanche are putting things together. We talked about in the last episode, they have a top 10 power play. The Avalanche are putting things together and they're sitting at the top of the division for a reason. I know it's frustrating as a fan to watch them come from behind and go to shootouts and overtime, but at the end of the day, they're winning. And that's all that matters when it comes to the NHL. Yeah. You know, you got to remember the other team is trying to, you know, it's not just a one way road where the abs are just going to, you know, roll over these teams. These other teams are, are playing for something. The other, these other players are playing for something. And if it's not a playoff spot like Arizona, they're still playing for contracts. They're still playing for bonuses. They're still, you know, they're playing for themselves. So, and, and there's something to be said about that. So, and when you're playing, uh, you know, the best of the best, you want to stack up against that. And when you're the, when you're the Arizona Coyotes, you had two opportunities to do that and you failed. Okay. But they're still, they are taking something out of that game different than what Minnesota is taking out of this game out mm-hmm. of a loss. 
And, you know, this was a, a kind of like a disjointed start to the game. It, it was there was not a lot of like cohesion to it. You started seeing the avalanche coming out of it in the second, maybe like the second 10 minutes of the first period. Things started to look a little bit better for them. And they were even put up on Twitter like they were knocking on the door. <laughs> they were so close. And then finally they did break through. Right? Was it the Miko Rantanen goal? Yes. Was the first one? Yeah. His 20th of the season. We are, rightly so, uh, lauding and loving Miko uh, Nazem Kadri. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Miko Rantanen is, is having himself a season. And I, my wild prediction in the preseason was he was going to win the heart. Yeah. I don't think he's, he's there. He's clearly not there, but he is getting buried underneath Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri. Mm-hmm. And from an, you know, avalanche fans, we know what we have in him. And we talked about a month ago about, you know, do we not appreciate Miko Rantanen? We do as Avs fans. I don't think the rest of the league appreciates no. Miko Rantanen. He's having a phenomenal year, and we're not paying enough attention to it. Yeah, and it's one of those instances like tonight. He's the leading scorer, goal scorer on the team with 20 goals. Um, that's Kale McCarr, and I believe it's Nas in third. But like you hear about the, the trendy names. You don't hear about Miko. We always talk about how underrated he is. But he's having an incredible year, and this game was bookended from Miko. He started the game with a score, ended the game with a score. Like, Miko gets in there and does what he has to do. And the Avalanche are winning these games that we usually lose. Like, in 2019, it was the Kings and the Ducks that would just come out of nowhere and beat us. And they would go up one or two nothing. And then we're like, what is going on? And we feel like that through the whole game. Now, with contributions from Miko, you get it from Newhook. Like, you're getting contributions from everywhere. It doesn't matter how far we're down. You're just like, okay, what do the ads have to do to get back in this? You never feel out of it until the end of the game. Yeah. No, he's playing fantastic. And, you know, overall, the, the game, physical, physical game. Mm-hmm. You, you knew you were going to get that from Minnesota. Uh, I just don't like their style of play. And not not that I'm, I'm saying it's like a, a, a dirty type of play, although we will talk about the hit on Darcy Kemper, obviously. But it's just – there's no, like – like uh, I don't grace to it. I want to mm-hmm. say, you know, there's no like cohesion. To, it's just sandpaper all over the ice. It's just grit. And I mean, it's a gritty style of play. I just don't know if that can hold up over the course of the scene. When you watch it, it, it it's a rough style of play. Yeah. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, there's just something about it that I'm, I'm not uh, a fan of. Like, I guess, I guess maybe finesse is the word. There's no finesse in their game. It's just full bore all the time. Yeah, it's it's kind of an old school type hockey that you thought was kind of working its way out of the game. Over, right? Yeah, and like St. Louis kind of plays that way to a fault. Like that's what got Nas in trouble was falling into that trap. But Minnesota, just every line, everyone is playing with that grit, and you know it's it's going to be a grinder game. Like you yeah. get in there and you have to survive. And that's, I mean, it works for Minnesota. A lot of teams can't put up with that. The Avalanche are talented enough, all four lines in the decor, they can handle that. And for Nas not to fall into that trap, McDermott, this is what he's meant for. Games against Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesota's where he where he, where, where he shines. And with that young talent that Minnesota's got, how long can they play physical? Because you can you could do so great and get yourself to second and third in the division and then 
it's going to catch up with you and it's going to wear on your body, especially Dang. 82 games. Yeah, I, I feel like it can get you through a season. I mean, you might, I don't know if you crawling to the finish line or not, but I mean, it just seems like they're just so bruised and battered like throughout the course of a season when you get to the playoffs and you're still taking those hits. Is that going to get you that far? I, I don't know. I, maybe it's because they were playing the Avalanche. I, don't, I mean, I watched some wild games, but it seems like the ones that I do watch, they play like this. So I'm mm-hmm. just thinking like this is their style of play. I don't think that can that can win you long term. I, I just how I feel. I, I it, it's fun to watch because it's it's uh you know entertaining it's grit there's it's it's punishing but from a team perspective i don't know how they they last i don't know especially when you get to the playoffs and you're playing the same team every other night you could start to figure out okay i remember you running me late in the third the other night we're not going to play that way you shift the line you change it up and you can win a series against them 4-1 or sweep them because yeah. That when you show your hand night in, night out against the same team, that's where you get exposed. Right. All right. So uh, let's hear from Ben Online and then some interesting stuff in the game. Uh, some penalties, um, fighting, an odd penalty where guy on uh, the Minnesota was just playing dead for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, when, when you're laying on the puck, that's a penalty. Uh, and then a, a crazy goal for the Avs. Uh, right, right towards the end of the game that they needed. So we'll talk about all of that. But first, Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our NFL postseason. Games going on right now as we're recording this. I think what, who the uh, Cardinals and the Rams are playing as we're mm-hmm. recording this. A Monday nighter. That's new, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They had okay. Super wild card Saturday and a Monday night playoff game. Crazy, like Cyber Monday for football. Yeah. Uh, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, a new updated desktop and mobile websites. And when you sign up today, you'll receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get started and get your bonus from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online remains. The fastest and easiest way to bet in all of your favorite sports. It's where the game starts. That is betonline. Excuse me. Dot ag. Okay. Let's talk about the Greenway hit on Darcy Kemper. So, from you know when it, it, it's one of those things where it's like divisive. And I went purposely. I don't do this. I hate doing this, but I did it just because I wanted to see. And usually it's along party lines. Mm-hmm. And I, I went into enemy territory. I didn't comment. I'm not going to do that. I just went into enemy, enemy territory and s- to see what wild fans were talking about when it came to the hit. Of course, they think it was soft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avalanche fans think Jordan Greenway should be suspended for life. Uh, I, I'm, you know, in the middle there. Was it a nasty hit? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with it was. Uh, should he be suspended? I think there's a fine coming. Would it surprise me if he got suspended for a game? No, because it's on a goalie. When when you when you touch a goalie in that fashion and he didn't return to the game. Oddly enough, he did play. I'm talking about Kemper did not return to yeah. the game. Uh he, he he continued play until the next puck stoppage and then must have been the spotter in in the arena said get him out. We got to get put him through the protocol. And he didn't return the rest of the game. So the fact that that happened, that will that 
should, you never know, with Department of Player Safety, uh, get taken into account. And I think because it is a, a goalie who is the most defenseless player on the ice, you might be sure. I, I can see a one-game suspension coming and at least a fine. Yeah. We know Greenway. Um, he gets chippy. Um, yeah. I mean, we had the preseason run in not too long ago. It seems like every game we play, Greenway is the McDermott for the Minnesota Wild. So it didn't surprise me that Greenway pulled a stunt like this. Um, you can clearly see it surprised Kemper and took him out of it. Um, his head hit the post. And the, Did it really? I didn't see the post hit. <clears throat> yeah, when he was like flying backwards. Okay. Like he took it and he was flying backwards and like that was that initial. It was That's what okay. really shook him up. Okay. Um, I got to look at that again. Because yeah. all I'm looking at was how Greenway hit him. And there's a view from the top. That's that's really the only view. All the other ones, you can see he makes contact. But the view from overhead is the one that I think is the most damning for him. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it, it doesn't look like he's not trying to get out of the way. I, I'm wondering if he turned his attention and just thought it was an Av player and he was going to check him. And then because it happened so quick, he's like, oh, crap, that was the goalie. <laughs> He yeah, probably should have done that. What it really like, I watched it back, and when you see how Darcy reacts, it surprised him, it scared him. And I think he right. kind of overreacted almost like like his exaggerated like surprise and him taking back and hitting off the post. Like when you see it first, you're like, Oh, that's kind of like Darcy acting a little bit, and then you watch it all the way through and watch him coming down, and like the back of his head hits that post, and you're like, I gotta oh. watch that. Oh, that's what's going on. And then okay. that that explains him not coming back. So when Minnesota's barking like it's not that serious of a hit, watch it all the way through and then we'll talk about it. Like I think the reaction was more um extreme than the actual hit. I I, I got to say I was not watching that. I was not watching if his head cuz I like I said I'm just watching the contact mm-hmm. between Green, Greenway and him. So, all right, I'll have to go back and watch that. But <clears throat> I don't understand how there is no penalty on this for the avalanche yeah simply because curtis mcdermott defended his goalie and now you're going to put all of those penalty minutes on mcdermott that match what you gave greenway minus well actually mcdermott got more because he got a 10 minute misconduct so no pen there's no power play on that you yeah. you you let him knock out our player and i say knockout i mean removed him from the game he didn't knock him out he was out cold our player got eventually essentially removed from the game you hit him you call the penalty on you called goaltender interference and simply because our player defended our goalie there's nothing he not there, there, so there's essentially no penalty for that hit that's ridiculous yeah and it you don't really see it called that way. And I don't know if there were words said or what was going on in that scrum to escalate it to matching, but to negate a power play for a hit like that was astounding. But then once we'll get to the review, once you saw how they handled that, you're like, okay, these guys really are having a hard time calling this game. It was horrible. I mean, well, because Greenway got the two for the mm-hmm. goaltender interference and then five for fighting, five for fighting for McDermott and two for and t- instigating. So they're 
No. He didn't instigate. He's retaliating. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. They got off scot-free. They got off. They got nothing for that hit on a defenseless goalie. It's an absolute joke. Yeah. Absolute joke. But uh, we'll go ahead if you want to finish a thought on that. No, it's it's that same mind-numbing level of officiating that the Avalanche have been fighting all year. And it's useless to this point to try and get it rectified because the NHL will not do a thing about it. It's well, you, you just got to accept it. Th- you know, that, that happened. All right. It happened bad all around. And then, you know, they, but they did, you know, a couple of things did go the avalanche way. I say, you know, one of them definitely did. The other was, I just thought hysterical. Oh, was Hartman was just, he knew the puck was the, his reaction. If the puck wasn't under him, why are you laying on the ice like that? Mm-hmm. Like, like, like a stiff. Why are you laying like that? If you didn't know that you knew the puck was under you and you didn't move, that is a penalty. And, and I loved Minnesota's reaction, whining and complaining about it. And it's like, that is the definition of what that penalty is for. It's one of the things they tell you in like peewee hockey. If your leg isn't broken, you stand right back up. You don't yeah. lay on the ice. You don't see that happen. No. He knew what was going on and like his little horizontal, like complete body hop just to kind of like Shimmy move it, it over. Away from him. Yeah. I was yeah, like, come was on, good. man. Yeah. It, I mean, like I said, if you didn't know it was under you, what are you doing laying on the ice like that for 10 seconds? Yeah. Get out of here with that nonsense. The other one was a big moment right towards uh it was in the third late late kind of late in the third right this was the uh about the, the last three minutes the yeah like three and a half minutes to go and a a shot from in close and you couldn't see the puck go in from any of the camera angles that we saw it got it seemed like it got jammed right between the goalie pad and his skate, that little mm-hmm. area that can pretty much just fit a puck went there. And then that entire leg goes into the goal. Mm-hmm. And at first they didn't call, they called it no goal, right? They called it mm-hmm. no goal, but they were going to review it. And when you keep seeing it, it's like, there's nowhere else for the puck to go. Yeah. The the puck. And, and I think Mojer said it, the, the puck doesn't have a mind of its own. It's not going to yeah. just, you know, go to his other leg. That's that's out of the goal, out of the goal, the goal line, his entire leg, you know, where the puck entered his skate. And even though you couldn't see it, that entire leg was inside the goal. That is a goal. And we were just railing on the rest for all the craziness, but they actually got that one right. Yeah, for them to overturn it, which, I mean, if you're going letter of the law, like you really had no visual evidence to overturn a no goal. Like, right. you you didn't see the puck, really. You had to. It was one of those, you saw the entire leg and the entire pad cross the line, yeah. and you have to tell yourself, okay, the puck's not anywhere over here or anywhere yeah. over here. You it must it be in. right here. So you have to kind of use, like, your better judgment on that. And they did get that one right. And, and your, you know, your, your, your teammates are coming over to help you out of the goal. And then when you lift up the leg, there's the there's puck. A puck. Like you are not David Copperfield <laughs> or David Blaine or whatever you want to say, man. Like that was a goal and common sense won out. Thankfully, thankfully, I'm sure I, I really, you know, if, if this was on the shoes on the other foot, I would be sitting here saying like, I get it. And it would be annoying because you can't really see the puck, but common sense has to play a role in some of these calls. 
and it had to there and it did yeah we we talked about sequels yesterday and we almost saw another sequel to now you see me because they were trying to pull off an elaborate (laughs) hoax but we did not fall for it no 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 All right, so yeah, and then finally we go into OT, a good overtime session. They they mm-hmm. always are, uh, and then once again in overtime or in uh, the shootout, Pavel Francouz is the greatest goalie in the history of the NHL when it comes to shootout saves because he's never let one in. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 a thing of beauty, and it's not like you know you get the best of the best in shootouts. You know what I mean? It's not like you're getting fourth liners. Uh, and the one he had on, on Kaprizov was was a solid glove glove move he had. That was awesome. And that's and that's a really good skill to hold on to. Like even the greats, like you get your Mark Andre Fleury's and your Vasilevskis that talk about all the time how they do not like the shootout because it takes away a lot of what you do. And for Pavel Francouz to be so calm, so cool, so collected, and in the element in that moment. I mean, it's something really good to have. It's not like we can like put him in every shootout situation, but yeah, yeah, no. Pavel's looking good. Can you switch goalies to start the like? If, if say Kemper was in for the whole game, and then you know, and then the the shootout comes around, can you put Francois in? That'd be a cold Francois, though. I, I, I mean, I, it would be. It'd be. It'd be a very cold. I get. That. I'm not saying I would do this. I'm just curious on if and not for an injury. I, is there is there any difference between pulling a goalie just because he's given up you know five goals on six shots? I don't know. And just pulling him after uh, overtime? Oh my gosh, we're about to go into like baseball territory. We're gonna have yeah. right-handed gloves and left-handed yeah, yeah, gloves. Yeah. I mean, I know he'd be ice cold. And I, I mean, if you were Kemper, would you would you take offense to that? I, I mean, it would depend. If if it was like a, a shutout, you're not gonna do that. Then we're um, gonna start. We'll have win-loss saves for goalies, just like in baseball. <laughs> A hold. He gets a hold. <laughs> for the, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, I was thinking about that. I, I th- my guess is you could do it. I don't see why you wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look that up. Hey, well, if anybody knows that, yeah. that that's ever happened, let us know. Yeah, not for an injury, just because he's a he's good at saving shootouts. You bring him in. I don't know. Let, yeah, let me know. Um, but yeah, you said it. Who? Uh, it was. It was another. Only one went in, and it was Miko Rantanen's, mm-hmm. right? And then you had Kaprizov, who had to score. And and I thought the Zuccarello – I'm telling you, I've been watching Matt Zuccarello for a long time. Yeah. And he does that move every, every time. single time. I'm yeah. telling you – I mean, and it works. Mm-hmm. He, he brings it from the right to the left, and, and it, it's a solid, solid move. And I was watching for it, and I, he did it again. Yeah. I, and the reason I I, I know I watched him live one time. He was playing in the AHL, and he was he was sent down. This was very early in his career, and he was sent down from the Rangers, and he was playing on the AHL team. I can't remember who the heck it was. I think it was, uh, I don't remember. I'm not even trying to guess. But um, he was like a, a man a man amongst boys playing there. <laughs> and the game went to overtime, and and then they went to a shootout, and he was the first one to go shoot, and it was like candy from a baby. It was yeah. easy. And that was the move he made. And ever since then, I'm like, wow, that was a solid move. Every single time, that is the Matt Zuccarello shootout goal. Just watch it for future reference. Hey, ironically enough, it's the exact same move I use every day on NHL 22. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it works. And it works. Exactly. It works. So, uh, But that was a solid save. That was yeah. a very nice pad save, but um, 
It's a big win. Uh, you know, it's a division game. You ex- extend, you know, you want to do get the two in regulation so you can extend your your uh, standings two points on them. But that's all right. Um, you know, you send Minnesota to to another loss and they're I don't know, maybe reeling a little bit. But I think, you know, overall, this was a, a hard fought game. I thought this was one of the better defensive games the Avalanche have played, in my oh, yeah. opinion. Easily. They, they they were not like the the looks and it was good on both sides. The looks that the Avalanche were giving the Wild were not easy looks. The Wild had to fight for everything. The Avalanche had to fight for everything too. But I think the the Avs played a very good defensive game. Uh what's some of our stats here? Even though the Wild yes, I say that knowing full well the Wild had 40 shots on goal, but you know, the Avalanche had 38 and the same mm-hmm. went for them. Minnesota does a good job of getting in the shooting lanes. So uh, 0 for 2 for the Wild on the power play. That's good for the Avalanche because clearly, you know, penalty killing has been an Achilles heel for them. Uh, 1 for 4, which is skewed a little bit because their second goal came maybe two seconds after the penalty was over. So that player hadn't even come back into the play yet. Um, And then that was a beautiful pass from Sam Girard to Alex Newhook. Uh, but the first one was from the five on three and you had about a minute and 40 seconds or a little bit more than that on a five on three. And you're like, you got, you have to get that. You have to. And they got one um, pretty relatively quickly. I mean, it was yeah. within the time. So you still had another power play to go. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like about a couple seconds after. So it is one for four slash two for four because it was still that guy, like I said, had not entered the play yet. So, and even on most of the power plays, it looked a lot better. Some yeah. good looks on, on the power play. I thought. And for me to take that shot, like right outside of Ovechkin's office, right before that line at the goal crease, it's a hard place to take that shot. And for him to nail it, that was a great shot. And the power play is starting to look a lot better. The penalty kill. It's a It's you can contribute it to that defense and how it looked all night. Like, there were some really solid things on the penalty kill. So yeah, things to did, take forward for sure. It did look better. And I think we talked yesterday that Minnesota is not the best penalty, uh, or not penalty killer power play unit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you want to take advantage of that. So I, I, I did, I, th- I think it looked okay. I don't know. I'm still really leery of, of their penalty kill going forward. Like th- yeah. it's not just something that all of a sudden is just going to snap into place and they're just going to start ascending up the ranks of, of their penalty kill. I think it's a problem and I think it's something that they're just going to have to deal with for the rest of the year. You're going to have stretches where, yeah, you kill 10 in a row or 10 out of 11 or something. You're going to have those stretches. But overall, this is a problem that is going to be around for the duration of the season, and you just have to deal with it from an app standpoint. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about Arizona having the worst penalty kill, and we went over on the power play in that series. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Things to work on. Yeah. Um, Nathan McKinnon, 600 career points. What else can you say about him? Not, not much that's already been said, but uh, he gets a 600th career point, obviously all with the avalanche. And yeah, he's, he's a, he's a bit, he like, he's starting, like we said the other day, he's starting to just amp it up and, and really put this team on his shoulder. So he's watch out because, you know, points are coming fast and furious for Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. I think he might earn himself a two-way contract and I think he might be okay. <laughs> yeah. I haven't looked at his uh, least pro- elite prospects uh, rankings, but I think he might be all right. 
You think so? All right. Uh, <laughs> rest of the stuff, what else we got here? McKinnon had the one and one. Newhook with the goal. Landeskog with an assist. Burkowski with an assist. Rantanen with one and one. And Makar and Gerard with assist. There was a point in time, and I don't know if he just had got it wrong or didn't see him, uh, but Mosier said there was a point where he didn't see Landeskog on the bench. And then he came. He did come back. He or he said he's. He, he kind of said like I, I see him now, but he never talked about it later on. And nobody else really has said anything like if he was hurt. And it was at the start of the third period. I want to say so. Maybe just something held him back to come out to start the period, uh, or if Mosier just had completely missed him on the bench. I don't know. And it was a little concerning that they never went back to it. Yeah. And Mojo would just correct him and say, like, no, he was there all along. I just didn't see him. Or if we hear anything like there was a he had tweaked a little bit of something, just needed a little bit more time in the locker room. And then he can something to just keep an eye on, folks. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's uh, keep an keep an eye on Twitter today and see what see what's going yes, on. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, you got to give it up to Francois for coming in. You know, that, that's never an easy thing to do. <clears throat> when, when I know you're always supposed to be prepared to play, but you know, because injuries can happen like that, and that's exactly what happened. So uh, sometimes that's that's the best play you'll get from a goalie is when they're not expecting to, and uh, because they're not in their head, they're not thinking about it all day. They just get thrown in, and all right, here we go. And you, I mean, you said it multiple times when he was coming back from injury, what are we going to get out of Paulo Francis? I think we're all very happy with what we have for him right now. Cause obviously he's going to be a big part for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. I mean, he proved it against Toronto and came in in relief at Darcy when we yanked him early and another situation kind of similar. So to see Pavel come in cold ish and steal a game, We'll see. We'll see what yep. we can get out of Pavel Francouz deeper into this run. Yeah, that'd be good. So, all right, that'll wrap it up for today. Avs, uh, they're they're winning in all different fashions, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. Maybe these ones aren't ex- appealing to you because it's not a blowout win and it's not in the bag. Uh, but this is these are character builders. So, uh, yeah, Avs get the win and then remain in first place. So that will wrap it up. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about anything that's going on with the Avs during the day and previewing that. Uh, where they got Anaheim next, right? Mm-hmm. Anaheim and then L.A. All right. We'll be uh, previewing that game. But for now, that'll be it for us. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Go check out Locked on NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything going on around the league, including Jonas Donskoy getting a uh, shootout goal. All right, Jonas. It's not an actual goal, but it's a it's a goal. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Go watch that Moon Knight trailer. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He is Shaggy Von Du, Mr. Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. See you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.